Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Supercoach Edge. Well, we've seen our very first match sim, which was between Richmond and Melbourne, and I thought I'd jump on and give a little bit of a quick rundown, key takeaways of the most notable Supercoach players. Uh, Of course, must say from the outset, if you haven't seen our previous episode, you probably don't know, but uh, Liam did get married on the weekend to his uh, his long-term partner in Jacqueline and uh, was absolutely fantastic to be there and celebrate with him and the family. And we can now officially call ourselves brother-in-laws. So uh, good to uh, see him celebrate in style and uh, he's earned himself a well-earned rest. So I thought I'd jump on and uh, nonetheless give a little bit of a rundown on my thoughts from the first match sim. Well, there we go. I just thought I'd whack up on screen there. A nice little photo of the pink sweaty pig himself in Clary Oliver, who, of course, made his return, albeit in the, uh, I guess, the twos uh, side for the Ds, uh, because in this game, the first four quarters were what they're calling the uh, the players that are going to be probables, that are going to be in the best 22 for both teams. And then they played an extra three uh, portions, I guess you'd call it, so seven in total. Uh, but those three portions, or whatever they want to call it, uh, they were... Uh, with virtually the seconds across both teams. So uh, it was good to see Clary back out on field, uh, wiggling his little little curly tail and doing his thing, uh, and actually looked pretty good, albeit again against the reserves. So um, I'll just scroll down here. Uh, this is through codesports.com.au, of course, and uh, just so you can have some numbers up on screen whilst I... Uh, I talk through things. Uh, as you can see here, this is a breakdown in terms of the CBAs across the game for both the Ds and the TIGs. And um, I've taken a few notes just off screen here, which I'll be referring to, um, which we have posted in our Facebook uh, page. So check that out if you want to sort of sit back and uh, digest them at your own pace. But of course, as I said, the first four quarters, they were uh, traditional, um, I guess, you know, quarters, 
played by the best 22, as it were, best 23 for both teams. So we'll work our way down the list in terms of price tag. And uh, first up, we'll chat about uh, Petrarca. And uh, he finished with 25 disposals, four marks, two goals, and 87 fantasy points from, as you can see here, 16 CBAs. So 47.1% of CBAs for the entire, I guess, game. Um, but he was kind of, uh, he was predominantly in the midfield, did push forward a little bit. Um, but yeah, he was just an absolute, just bull, as we all know him. Doing his usual thing, bulking tackles, throwing his weight around, uh, and just an absolute contested beast. And uh, must say that he absolutely dominated. So he kicked a ripping goal tight on the boundary uh, early in quarter one and then butted up shortly after with a long bomb outside 50. Uh, I think it was Windsor. He uh, had a nice little rundown tackle, earned himself a free kick, handball to track, who ran and kicked it outside 50 and just absolutely nailed it. So he did look absolutely fantastic uh, track. But again, preface this by saying that he did have a little bit of extra freedom without Oliver being there, uh, playing in the first team. Um, but yeah, I think aside from that, he had the freedom to move, roam around, and do his thing. So he did catch the eye, and no surprise there. Uh, moving on to Maxi Gorn, uh, of course, uh, he's priced at 583.7K. Uh, he finished with 12 disposals, 20 hitouts, 5 tackles, and 1 goal for 76 fantasy points. And as you can see there, had the 15 CBAs, 44.1%. And he only played the first half of the game or the first two quarters of the game. So um, he, I think, did enough. Again, we all know what we get with Maxi Gorn, an absolute machine. Um, but I must say that in terms of what caught my eye, uh, as you would have heard, some of you, I imagine, uh, but if you haven't, the AFL have sort of reintroduced the old rule of, you know, you're able to sort of guard your space. If the ball has been thrown up or bounced and it's sort of landing where you are, you are well within your rights to put your hand out, guard the space, and, um, you know, take the hit out, take the ball, whatever you want. And saw that in full display in this game. Uh, kind of roughed up, you could probably say, Samson Ryan, uh, who did take um, a fair bit of the center bounce uh, ruck attendances. Uh, so smaller, slender size compared to Gorney. He just threw his weight around, did Gorn, and... Um, just smashed it. So in half a game for 76 fantasy points, you'd imagine equating to super coach points, um, equivalent, probably a little bit more given hit outs to advantage and whatnot. So may have scored upwards of 90 plus in half a game, which is absolutely crazy. So again, if you are in the small percentage that don't yet uh, own Gorn, do yourself a favor, get him in your team uh, and go back and have a look at Liam and I's um, episode on Ruckman and why we think Gorn is such a, a value pick for 2024. Underpriced, all that sort of stuff. Absolutely fantastic. Jump on him. Um, so he was really good as well. Must admit that uh, Naismith, uh, he was sort of the uh, the backup ruckman, as you can see there. Um, he had 19 CBAs, 55.9%, uh, and actually held his own, I must I must admit, against Gorney. Uh, I don't have a full breakdown of stats for Naismith, but he did look quite well. Um, super fit. As we know, he's what copped four or so ACLs across the journey. So good to see him um, at full fitness. And must admit, if Nank the Tank does go down with injury, I'd be very, very happy, especially if I was a Tigers man, to see Naismith jump into his shoes because, as I said, held his own, looked really good. So he's someone that I'm keeping a close eye on uh, and might even consider him as my R3 bench spot. I think he's 123 
uh, Kale thereabouts. So it would be a nice sort of cheaper option compared to a Jordan Sweet, who, as you know, for Port Adelaide, might have to bide his time in the reserves um, because of Ivan Solo taking the number one mantle there at Port. So uh, would like a cheaper option. If it's not Naismith, potentially, um, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger, as it was at uh, at Collingwood, also looked pretty good in the Pies intra-club. But that aside, before we go off on a tangent, let's roll through to the next player. Uh, again, in order of the price tag, Jaden Short for the Tigs, defender, 551.2K. Ended up finishing with 22 disposals, three marks, and kicked a nice sort of regulation goal for him. Um, again, sort of similar to track, handball, running sort of inside 50, kicked a nice goal, did Jaden Short. But I think from what I saw, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this could be the old Jaden Short of old that we know racks up the pill at will across halfback, pushes forward uh, up towards the wing. As I said, getting handball receives, kicking goals as well um, when the play has stopped. So I am very, very pleased with what I saw from Jaden Short. Don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't think I'll be starting with him, but from what we've seen so far, this could be the, I guess, the second coming, third coming, maybe, of Jaden Short. So really did like what I see. The usual silky footwork, um, and is definitely one to watch closely. Shai Bolton, he was arguably probably best on ground. Um, ended up kicking uh, four goals from 21 disposals, four marks, and finished with 92 fantasy points. And had 13 CBAs, uh, of course, priced at 540.7K. It's It's been uh, spoken about quite uh, notably that, that uh, Bolton is going to be playing a majority of his time up forward as a dedicated small you know, to mid-sized forward. And uh, from what we saw, kicking the four goals, you know, whilst he did look pretty flashy, uh, Mercurial, I guess you could probably label him as, he's the sort of player that can go missing at various stages. And if he's going to be playing majority of time in the forward line, you know, he's going to be relying upon, you know, kicking those bags of goals from week to week in order to, I guess, you know, provide a stable super coach average. So again, even though I liked what I saw, as I said, best on ground, potentially, um, I don't think he's a, he's a viable selection uh, in terms of a consistent scoring base from week to week. But, I mean, as we know on the forward line, there aren't too many options. So if you want to take a flyer, potentially you could, but again, not for me. Uh, but let's move on to the next player, and it is Thompson Dow. Uh, he's priced at 254.8K. A lot of people are getting caught up in the stats, I think, here. Uh, he did end up having uh, quite a few CBAs, which you'll be able to see here, 24 CBAs, which was 70.6% CBAs, two clearances, finished with 24 disposals, three marks, and 64 fantasy points, which even though you know, you're probably not a fantasy player for some of you tuning in, uh, 24 disposals for only 64 fantasy points tells the tale, which is probably the fact that uh, he had quite a few handballs amongst those 24 disposals, which again, when you're equating that to super coach points, you know, it, it doesn't provide much of a, um, a viable high floor. Um, and you want to be, you know, kicking more often than not. And I think the the really key problem with Dow is first and foremost, he was playing in this game ahead of the likes of, you know, guys that were being rested in Dusty, Taranto, Prestia, even Baker, who could potentially move into the midfield in 2024. So when these guys return, I think Thompson Dow is going to be potentially out of the side or at the, you know, I guess the most will be potentially a sub. Some people are getting carried away with the stats and, and saying that, yes, even though he did look good in patches, again, too handball happy. Um, and for me, he's very, very similar to his brother um, in that he struggles to pinpoint passes when he's under pressure and hence kind of handballs more often than not. 
Um, otherwise, he does opt to really just sky the ball and just kick it straight into the air, which really isn't to the benefit of his team. So for me, he's not an option, unfortunately, especially at that higher price point, 254.8K. Um, but I guess nonetheless, one to watch, but I'd like to see him play with a full midfield uh, in you know Dusty, Toronto, Presti, Baker, all being in the side and seeing how many CBAs he get because I can guarantee he's not going to be getting anywhere near 24 CBAs uh, and probably not even half that. So um, I think at most will probably be a bit of a rotating midfielder at best uh, to really, you know, I guess give a bit of relief to those first choice engine room players. But let's... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Move on to Jack Billings, and uh, he did impress. Forward player, of course, priced at 243.9K. Only had the, I don't know if they listed them here, yes, they have two CBAs, which, I mean, it would be great to see him in the engine room, but I think from what the Ds have said thus far, it's probably no surprise that he only got spatterings of time in the midfield, because they're going to be using him as a high half forward, which is what they did in this game. Uh, ended up finishing with, though, 21 disposals, 7 marks, 2 tackles, and 81 fantasy points. So, uses a high half forward, and did look to be the option that was sort of drifting up to the wing uh, for transition play. A couple of nice penetrative kicks, also in the inside 50, and for me, I think he just passed the eye test. Um, would be super happy with him, um, scoring upwards of 80-plus in Supercoach, and would make us bulk points, I think, at least 200k uh, if he was to average that. Um, so that would be absolutely fantastic. And he's on my side at the moment and probably will stay there. Um, but we will see how he performs in the official preseason game, of course. But for me, I did like what I saw. Moving on to the next player, and it is Caleb Windsor, mid-forward, priced at 180.3k. He's another guy, I think, that probably jumped off the page. Uh, we all sort of have heard across the preseason how much the Ds rate him. And really to see it for the first time, I think for me anyway, um, in full effect, I now understand why. Finished with 22, 22 disposals, 3 marks, 80 fantasy points, um, and was an absolute uh, gun. Played on the wing, really, predominantly across the first two quarters, and then was shifted back to sort of play more of a high halfback uh, type role. Smooth mover, and as I said, you know, it looks like the D's enjoy the ball in his hands and totally understand why. And I think from what I saw, I think a round one debut does loom. Despite the fact that he is higher priced at 180.3k, I think he should be in most teams. Adding on to the fact that he is a DPP player as a mid-forward, that's just the cherry on top. So looking forward to seeing him potentially make his debut, but I do like the look of him. 
I will preface it by saying that, yes, he did turn the ball over a couple of times, uh, did get caught um, holding the ball a couple of times as well, but he will adjust to the pace of the game. Keep in mind that uh, it's his first year at senior level. Will take some time to adjust, as it does for most players uh, that are making their first year debut. So, yeah, uh, aside from all that, I think he will provide a nice score from week to week. Will, of course, fluctuate, but I think he will um, provide us with nice cover and also provide us with a nice little cash cow option. Uh, Let's move on to Josh Gipkus, defender, priced at 150.7k. Uh, it didn't take long to get into the game because he did actually take the first intercept mark of the game and looked at home. Uh, played more of a, I guess, a lockdown defender as opposed to more of a roaming defender. Um, but I think for me, at that price, he's a cash cow lock. Uh, best 22 week after week for the Tigs and um, like what I saw there. Good to see him fit after um, not playing a game in 2023. Uh, let's move on to uh, the next one in Bailey Laurie. Forward, priced at 125.2k. He was a little bit surprising, I think, um, biding his time in the VFL. Even though I liked what I saw, he finished with 22 disposals, 6 marks, 77 fantasy points, um, and I think he just had the two yeah, two CBAs. So played more as a, I guess, high half forward again in the forward line. Was lively and did some very nice things I saw. Uh, but I think just remains to be seen if he can get a full-time crack, if he is best 22 or best 23. And I think he probably is best 23 uh, which he may loom as a sub-candidate, um, which I think he was in um, previous games that he has played. So, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on him, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too bullish with him at that price point, albeit he did look pretty good. The other guy who looked really good, which I think I am maybe considering making a spot in my team for him because I was that impressed by him. And it is the guy which has a really unique first name for the Tigs in Steely Green. Uh, I don't know if his folks are fans of the band Steely Dan, maybe, but uh, Steely Green, uh, forward, priced at 123.9, kicked two goals, and he well and truly caught the eye. Fancy footwork, evasiveness as a small forward, uh, and could really prove a handful, I think, if he does get a crack. And I think he's probably due off the back of, uh, you know, played a full apprenticeship in the VFL and uh, an absolute uh, eye-catching performance there against the Ds. And uh, I think there's a role for him as well, small forward, especially if Baker moves into the midfield. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd very much like to see him make his debut because from what I saw, I think he belongs at senior level. So I am very much considering bringing him into my team. And he's a sort of player as well, Steely Green. You can't say his name without saying the full Steely Green, the first and last name. Incredible. But let's round things out with another guy I think that's probably most super coach relevant. Ian Kynan Brown or Keenan Brown, um, midfielder forward, priced bottom price at 102.4k. Ended up kicking two goals, and uh, his first was an absolute cracker off his left, tight in the pocket in the early minutes of the game. Uh, and I think it could be a potentially a smoky if one of the D small forwards go down. Don't think you'll get a crack come round one, but uh, as a potential downgrade option during the season, uh, could be a nice little uh, juicy option down the line. So, like what I saw. Uh, let's finish things off with another guy who I didn't really take too many notes on because he played only the one quarter, if that, uh, for the Tigs. Kane McAuliffe, uh, only three CBAs. Uh, did a nice little rundown tackle from memory on, I think it was Petrarca. Uh, looked pretty good, but I mean, one quarter of a game, it's uh, not much to go off. So off the back of that, I think he's probably, you could say, uh, down the pecking order for the Tigs um, and might make his debut in round one, but uh, very much like um, Kynan Brown. Uh, could be an option 
in season, sort of mid-year or thereabouts. We'll touch on Clary. Of course, as I said, he played in the last three, I don't know if you want to call them quarters, portions, whatever. Yes, he uh, he actually scored what I think anyway quite well. Let's see if they've got the numbers here because I think he ended up having 19 disposals or thereabouts. Um, but I did see stats. I think he had about 19 disposals across the three portions or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, it did look pretty good. Kicked a ripping goal, very much like track and uh, and Brown from the pocket. It was it was that sort of game, I think, kicking... Uh, and it was from the same same uh, into the ground as well. Um, yeah, kicked a cracking goal tight in the boundary. But looked pretty good, back to his best. I think he kind of needs to build up his fitness, and that's probably part of the reason why the D's only played him in the reserves team against the reserve side for Richmond. Um, but yeah, he uh, looked pretty good. Did go down, copped a bit of a, a, a bit of a hit, and uh, was only winded, so thankfully it was all good. But I think once he, once he builds back his fitness, uh, he's definitely an option. But uh, for me... I don't think he's on the radar at the moment, just coming from too far back, especially with the injury that he had last year as well, uh, a couple of injuries. I'd like to see him at full fitness and would be prepared to pay uh, a bit of extra for him if need be in season. Uh, I do think potentially he could drop in price, especially if they want to try and manage his workload, um, you know, if he does play in round zero um, and he, you know, doesn't play the full allocation of CBAs and, and minutes and whatnot. So um, all that aside, did like what I saw, but again, coming from a little ways back. So yeah, be uh, good to see him back at full flight. Do love him, the pink sweaty pig, uh, as we all do, of course. So um, that's pretty much it. That wraps us up for this um, this chat about, uh, yeah, the, the first match sim uh, that, uh, that we've been treated to. Uh, the next match sim, I think, is tomorrow, as I record this Wednesday. It's Collingwood versus north potentially um which is going to be interesting but uh of course going to be keeping our most eyes on uh finn mccray of course um and then for the you know for the ruse we've got mccurcher we've got um wardlaw uh ldu and the like so we'll be good to see so uh opportunity to that uh, of course anyway ladies and gents let's leave it there if you have any questions let us know in the comment section below here on youtube uh and uh, stay tuned as well because Liam and I will be reconvening over the coming days uh, where we will be doing our uh, individual as well um, team reveal or team updates uh, in my case and it has absolutely changed. Strategies changed and a lot so you'd want to tune into that and Liam of course revealing his team for the first time. I've had a little bit of a sneak peek must admit, it differs from mine a bit, and I do like it, so uh, stay tuned for that as well. But we will be coming at you with, uh, again, more wraps about the match sims, and then, of course, heading into next week, we've got the official preseason games as well, which, of course, we'll be tuning into and doing more of a, a comprehensive look at each game. Uh, and then doing, a, I think we might do another episode as well, where we will be chatting about those players that we did miss in our uh, line-by-line breakdown of defenders, midfielders, forwards, and rucks what we're calling the frequently asked players section so um look out for that but uh, until next time ladies and gents we'll catch you in the next one cheers ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.